Hello, and welcome to the Design Thinkers Academy London podcast, where we explore design thinking and its role in the world today. Each podcast will introduce different design thinkers and different themes around design thinking. The aim of the podcast is to bring design thinking and some of the wider issues around design thinking to a larger audience, enabling us to delve into these topics in more depth. This will look on themes close to the work of the Design Thinkers Academy London and its parent brand, design consultancy DKNA, including climate change, transport, the fashion industry and more. Today, however, is the first ever podcast from the Design Thinkers Academy London. And so in beginner fashion, we start with a more introductory podcast, getting to know one of the newest members of the Design Thinkers Academy London team, Goldie Chowdhury. Goldie recently joined the Design Thinkers Academy London as the learning designer. She was previously a visiting tutor for innovation design engineering and global innovation design at the Royal College of Art and with the Dyson School of Design Engineering at Imperial College London having previously earned an MA in Innovation Design Engineering herself. Most recently, Goldie has been a Research Associate in Sustainable Design Engineering and Designer in Residence with the Institute of Imagination. Before transitioning to design, Goldie studied Computer Engineering and spent seven years working at Microsoft in various innovation labs, including geospatial databases, the future of the internet and the HoloLens Augmented Reality Prototyping Team. Interviewing her today is myself, Ben Crisp, the Marketing and Research Manager at DTA London, and we're going to talk to Goldie a little bit about her role and more generally about design and its role in society today on issues such as climate change. So this is our first ever Design Thinkers Academy podcast and for it today we've decided to take a quick uh, stroll around King George's Park which is just outside the Design Thinkers Academy office based down in South London. So, hello Goldie. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> Very good, how are you doing? Yeah, good. Happy to be walking around the park. So you have recently started at the Design Thinkers Academy London in the role of the learning designer and what does that role entail? Yeah, so, um, so I run a lot of our open courses, uh, which are courses on design thinking that anyone can sign up for. Uh, we tend to try and solve challenges set out by nonprofits or people who might not otherwise have access to design thinking. It's a way of introducing people from all sorts of different companies to design. And I also run and create some of our bespoke offerings for companies that might be looking to solve design challenges in-house. And what attracted you to the role in the first place? Well, I've been teaching design for a while uh, at a number of different age ranges, so anywhere from seven-year-old kids to master's students who are studying to become designers professionally. Um, and in all contexts, I guess what we find is that design is a really natural skill set for young people, and it's something that we unlearn as we get older and often more corporate. Um, so that's an area that I'm really excited about, helping people sort of get back to basics and learn how to be playful and learn how to be creative and think a little bit more about what's possible before diving into work. And you think that design can have value for companies of all shapes and sizes? Yeah, absolutely. I guess design is just a way of finding the right problem to solve and thinking about it from a different perspective. And that's something that's hard for everyone. Uh, so I think design to me is sort of a, the basics for any business and any type of product, any type of challenge. And what about design thinking? Just generally, what is design thinking for people out there who are new to it and have no real understanding of the concept? Right, so I guess design thinking is a way of approaching design that is a bit more formulaic or a bit of a process where 
non-designers can learn how to think and work the way designers have sort of always naturally known how to do. So it's basically just a framework that guides people through the process of finding what problem to solve, getting in touch with users, getting to actually understand the problem from a different perspective, um, and then prototype a few different solutions that might be taken forward by their organizations. How can design thinking bring value to some of these organizations then? So for one thing, design thinking is a really efficient way of working. Uh, we use a format called a sprint, uh, which for us tends to be a week, but you could be uh, you could run it in a day, you could run it in a couple weeks. Um, and a lot of businesses say that they get, you know, sort of eight months worth of work done in just this short period of time. That's one thing. Um, it's also a nice framework that brings people together from different parts of an organization. So a lot of us have experienced teams where maybe upper management works on something for a week, then management takes it for a week, then the design team gets it, then the engineering team gets it, and they reinterpret things in their own way. Uh, design thinking is a really nice format to bring everybody into the room at one time and get everybody working on the same problem together. Uh, and we find that it definitely makes better ideas, but it also helps people work faster and with a bit more cohesiveness as a team. And so it breaks down some of those hierarchical structures as well. Yeah, it breaks down hierarchy for sure, but it also helps people who think really differently and approach problems really differently collaborate and come up with stronger solutions. In general, I think we don't necessarily have opportunities to collaborate with people who think differently from us in our normal day-to-day. -day. Um, and it's, it's actually kind of nice having these productive, constructive debates where we do see the world differently, um, and, and that actually just leads to better designs. And in your role as learning designer, what aspects of the job do you enjoy? What parts do you find most stimulating and challenging? So one of the big parts of the job is setting up our boot camp, which are our one week flagship course offering. Part of that is collaborating with nonprofits to identify potential challenges within their organization where design might be able to be of help uh, and then craft that into a specific brief or a challenge. So uh, for one thing, it's really nice being able to work on social impact projects, uh, but also a lot of the people who sign up for our courses haven't had that much exposure to working with public sector or more systemic challenges. So it's a really nice opportunity to get 20 smart brains thinking and working on something that's actually really important to an organization that might not otherwise have the means to address that problem themselves. And what about in regards to the work the company does itself? I guess one of the things that's most inspiring about what we do is getting people into a room who have never worked together, never tried design before, and just seeing how much energy they have at the end of the week, really thinking that they can use design thinking to solve anything, whether it's in their professional lives or in their personal lives. Um, and I think for me, it, it really comes back to tapping into that, that inner child that we all have, but sort of have forgotten to cultivate. Um, and I think design thinking, and especially the way we run design thinking, is very much about unleashing people's sort of inherent playfulness and creativity. And that's just good fun. And impactful. Yeah, there we go. Good fun and impactful. <laughs> <laughs> and what about design thinking itself? I guess there's been a trend of it rapidly growing over the last, say, 10 years. But do you think that will continue to grow into the future? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's been great to see design thinking popularized so that more and more people know what it is and are, and are eager to try it out. 
the more people we have who feel equipped to address big problems and challenges and really dream big in terms of the solutions, I think the more better uh, when it comes to everything. Well, generally speaking, on to um, you and your background in design. How did that start? What led you to starting a design career? Yeah, my training is actually originally in engineering and tech. Um, I worked for Microsoft for years on different innovation teams where we were always collaborating with design. Um, and my role was kind of translating between the creative divisions and the technical divisions. Um, so that's sort of how I found my way inching towards design. And I think that's true for a lot of our delegates. There are people who are already naturally doing design within their organizations without necessarily calling it that. And then I came over to the UK to study at the RCA on a course called Innovation Design Engineering, which is all about taking people from non-design fields and, and giving them an opportunity to learn how to collaborate across disciplines, across cultures, on a wide range of challenges. And the bit that I find, I think the bit that I find most exciting is the fact that it can so easily translate to so many different contexts. Uh, and it's a tool that just, just has, has impact. In what ways? Where have you seen the impact of design? Well, I think some of the most exciting design projects come out of addressing problems for really niche audiences, whether they are people with disabilities or people who are otherwise marginalized or, or not really focused on in the traditional consumer experience. And it, which isn't to say that we're designing products or services just for those audiences, more that they give us a specific perspective into uh, ways that we could better tailor features or better tailor our outputs. Because it's trying to look at the eyes of the user. Yeah, and that it's really easy to fall into this trap of looking at things from your own perspective. Uh, but by looking at a problem or a challenge through the perspective of a, someone else who's very different from you, you end up uncovering a lot of things you might not have otherwise realized. Uh, just in terms of even very basic user experience, um, all the way down to bigger conceptual problems with how you're approaching a particular problem. And in regard to your particular passion for design, where do you feel design could have impact in the future? Are there ways in which you would like to see design used more? Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I, I've touched on this a bit, but I'm definitely really passionate about problems with social impact and really systemic challenges that we are all facing, climate change being at the top of the list. Um, I did a year and a half of research before I joined the Design Thinkers Academy on how we can address some of these global challenges. Um, and the thing we found time and again is that it's that design brief, the very beginning of the design process, where we have the most opportunity to actually have an impact um, and to make some of the really big transformative changes that we all know we need, but we don't really know how to go about. Um, so that's one area that I'm really excited about. And I think it's not, it's really, it's, it's not about the designers. It's about the people who are around them supporting their work, approving whether or not a project gets greenlit and gets to move forward. So I think a big part of getting about making progress on all these big global challenges is getting more people to embrace that we can be thinking bigger and broader and more big picture with how we go about solving, how we go about creating products and services to solve the really important problems. Can design have impact on something as big and or insurmountable as climate change? Yeah, absolutely. Design is everything. I, we, I like to think of design as just the way humans interact with their world. Everything we do is created by design. 
So on climate change, have you seen any examples of um, ways in which design has impacted the climate problems that we're facing? Well, maybe if we take a step back first and ask what design is, uh, design's a lot of things, especially these days, and you could think of it as a physical product, uh, a digital product or a service, or, or even a, a slight a feature to a business model. Um, so within the context of physical products, there have been some amazing projects around getting consumer electronics to be more easy to repair, um, easier to disassemble, or even just to give users more control over being able to change, say, a battery, which is the real bottleneck in terms of needing to replace your cell phone every two years. Um, Fairphone is an amazing example of this, where they're basically a case study for how we can design any product better, but starting with one that we all have in our pockets. So that's designing in ways to almost reduce consumerism, which in turn has an impact on the planet. Yeah, and it's it's a bit about reducing consumerism, but it goes hand in hand with education. Uh, if we know how the products that we use are made and what goes into them, we're able to make better, smarter choices about the products that we use. But of course, not all of us work with physical products. Uh, the sharing economy is another example. Take Zipcar. They're changing, they're coming up with new business models every year where it's easier for people to think of transport as a service instead of a, a product uh, that you have to own. That could have huge impact on climate change. And even really small examples like the fact that Pret offers a 50p discount for anyone who brings in a reusable cup, that could have huge impacts in terms of reducing waste. We have now we have now done a very uh, a circuitous loop. A quite yeah, quite a nice uh, loop around King George's yeah. Park. Thank you very much, Goldie, for that conversation. Thank you, Ben. And um, we will be aiming to do another of these, looking at a different theme next month. So that is the end of the podcast. Um, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more podcasts coming soon as we will begin to explore some wider issues around design and design thinking. If you want to find out more about the Design Thinkers Academy London and the various design thinking courses that we offer, including our bespoke offerings, then please get in touch by emailing info at designthinkersacademy.co.uk. You can also find out more on our website, www.designthinkersacademy.co.uk. And also follow us on our various social media channels, including Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter by typing in Design Thinkers Academy London. Thank you for listening and we look forward to bringing you some more design and design thinking related podcasts in the near future.